And when we knew we were setting this day up for this dedication, I asked him if he would to please come and preach to us. Brother Hancock, you don't need to feel like you've got to go through all those preliminary things. We, we know you love us. We love you. Come preach to, to this congregation today. God's getting ready to move in a great way. Would you welcome the man of God today as he comes to preach the word of the Lord? Come on, let's give that hand unto the Lord. He is so, so worthy of your praise. Come on, will you lift your voice with me? Lift your hands, lift your voice. Come on, we love you. We praise you, Jesus. We magnify your beautiful and holy and precious name. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We need so little of Chris Hancock here today and so much of God. We need so much of him in this room right now. And we want to thank you all, and I'm not going to go through all that, but the Hancock family and the Edgens are honored to be here. And what a day uh, to have. Thank you for loving our family. And uh, I think I've got two pretty good boys and two great daughter-in-law and great grandbabies, a little bit partial. Thank you, that's kind. Thank you, Jesus. I want to get right into the word of the Lord. If you will, would you go to, with me to Luke chapter 8? Luke chapter 8, and I'm going to start at verse 40. How many are glad that you are in God's house today? Amen. I need to also say uh, happy birthday to my eldest son. I started to call him oldest. Uh, well, he is old, 33 years old. He's, he's arrived. I cannot believe I have a 33-year-old son. Uh, but my dad's back there, and he probably can't believe he's got a son that's however old I am. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Amen. I love you, brother and sister O'Connell. Lisa and I love you all so much. Amen. Luke chapter 8, beginning at verse 40, it says, And it came to pass that when Jesus was returned, the people gladly received him, for they were all waiting for him. I could probably preach an hour on the fact that you need to be waiting for him. You don't need to be waiting for a better job. You don't need to be waiting for fame. You don't need to be wait. You need to get in touch with Jesus. You need to long for him. Amen. And behold, there came a man named Jairus, and he was a ruler of the synagogue, and he fell down at Jesus' feet and besought him that he would come into his house. For he had only he had one only daughter, about twelve years of age, and she lay a dying. But as he went, the people thronged him. And a woman having an issue of blood twelve years, which had spent all her living upon physicians, neither could be healed of any, came behind him and touched the border of his garment, and immediately her issue of blood stanched. And Jesus said, Who touched me? When all denied, Peter and they that were with him said, Master, the multitude thronged thee and pressed thee. Everybody say, press thee, and sayest thou, who touched me? For the next few minutes, and I know that I'm between you and fried chicken, mashed potatoes, big old biscuit with butter on it, some apple pie, ice cream. Well, there was a side. I'm not going to be long, but I really feel what I've got to say for the next little bit. And I'm going to title this, and it goes right with what Pastor was talking before I got up here. I, I'm pressing on. 
I'm pressing on. There comes a time that your mind has to be made up. I want you for the next few minutes to tell yourself, mind, I need to get made up that I am going to press on. I'm going to make it. This race is worth running. (laughs) You don't have to be the fastest. You don't even have to be the coolest. You just got to endure to the end. Turn to your neighbor if you're by your spouse. I sure want you to look at them. You might have had a flat on the way to church. Your washer or dryer might be out, and you might be out of money. But I want you to turn to them and say, we're going to press on. Come on, let's pray right now, would you? Jesus, in the name of the Lord, we pray right now that you would reach down into this house and you would touch us in a mighty way, Father, that you would reach down to every heart that's here. I pray that you would touch our children all the way up to our elders. We love you and we worship you today. Thank you for what you're doing in Jesus' name. God bless you as you're seated. Amen. Amen. Let me just say that it is such a great honor to pastor New Life Ash Flat, and uh, we miss them today. And then I, I got to hear about Sister Flowers and their new life, I understand. And I can't even imagine how it would feel to be here in your place today, but our church is going to join hands with yours and pray for you and your husband. And how many believe that she's going to be all right? No, you, do, you, do you really believe it? Point your hand to her and say in the name of Jesus. Be with her right now and heal her. Come on, that's that's all right. This is ministry. We claim her okay. We bless her husband. We protect him on the highway. In the name of Jesus, anoint and revive their church. Give them souls for your glory. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Amen. I'm pressing on. I have reason to press on. In spite of what all has happened in my life, at 55 years old, I'm not quite 55 yet, getting really close to that, but I'm about there. But I've had some really high highs in my life, and I've had some pretty dark and low lows. I've had times where I didn't have any money in my pocket, and I've had times where uh, I found $10 bills. Have you ever found a $10 bill in your coat or your pants or something? Wasn't that a good day? You ought to go home for your broken check. The Lord might have put a 10 in there. <laughs> I've been around good kids and I've been around bad kids. I've had good jobs and I've had bad jobs. Some of you have crazy wives. Don't point at her. (laughs) Some of you have crazy husbands. Life is crazy, isn't it? It's hard to understand what we go through, these things that we go through. It's an amazing journey, this walk with God. And the song that's way older than me and probably isn't sung much in church, but it gets sweeter as the days go by. I'm telling you, it gets sweeter as the days go by when you make up your mind that I've got reason to praise the Lord. I've got reason to put another step in front of the other. I'm just going to keep pressing on in spite of the lows and the highs. 
And there are people in this room, I guarantee you right now, that you wonder why you're in the situation you're in. I don't have all the answers for that. But I can point you to one thing. In my 55 years of living for God and sometimes failing God, probably more than I should have, I have always found one thing in common. And you need to hear me today. We have a very faithful God. When I'm not faithful, he's faithful. When I'm discouraged, he's encouraged because he knows my tomorrow. He's a faithful God. Come on, somebody. You know God's been faithful to you. You ought to let out a shout. Hallelujah. Oh. To see the faithfulness of God in my family. To know that my boys, y'all think they're pretty good. I know their mistakes. I know what their bedroom looked like at 13 years old. But to walk into this house today, jealous, not supposed to be am. Sorry, deal with it. Jealous of Brother O'Connell because I had one son on the keyboard, I mean the keyboard, the, the guitar, and another one back here working for God. And I know their failures, and I know the times they didn't almost think they were going to make it. But guess what? A faithful God sustained them. And, and he wants to sustain you right now. I'm not a fancy preacher. If that's what you came for, you might ought to go on to Cracker Barrel. But I'm here to tell you, through life's experiences, I've learned that God will be way more faithful to you than you could ever be to him. So you might as well make up your mind right now that I'm going to quit dragging my feet. I'm going to quit hanging on to the pew. But I'm going to let loose, let go, and let God be God. Oh, I didn't check the time. Oh, I'm, oh, Jesus. And yet through all the faithfulness of God, I found so many people that fall into a category. The world wants to make it bigger all the time. And that word is, you find yourself in depression. How many's ever found yourself depressed? How many right now, you got up this morning and your feet didn't want to get up? You didn't know what you was going to face today. I don't know what you're going to face today. I just know who holds today. So many people go through depression. Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost. I don't know who's here today. I, I know many, many of you, but I don't know But past that facade that we all put on at church. We all smile. We all grin. We all, how you doing, man? I'm great. And inside, there's something just aching. God, where are you at? God, why am I in this situation? Drew, can you put that word up there yet? Have you? I asked my son to do this. Last night, and he finally got around to it. My name's not O'Connell. I'm going to start calling and saying, this is your pastor. Get it done quicker that way. 
Everybody say depression. Sometimes in the ministry, we do all that we can do. And uh, you find yourself, God, what more can I do? And I look at people in the church that you, you work hard and you struggle, but you still remain faithful to the house of God. And yet there's thoughts in your mind of, is this really worth the effort? And you find yourself in depression. But I want to do a, a word jumble with you. I think that's what we called them back in the day. Maybe. I don't know what it was really called. When you see depression, you have medical issues, illnesses, your children are not doing right, your finances. It even involves your spirituality. Let me tell you something right now. The devil is the one that wants to give you hopelessness. The devil is the one that wants you to feel hopeless today. If you have hope in this world, you're going to be a miserable person and stay in depression the rest of your life. But there comes a time when you have to make up your mind on a Sunday morning that I do have hope. It's not in anything of this world, but it's in my Savior who's been faithful to me. I look around this room and I walk around this room and I feel the presence of the Lord from the back to the front to let you know that it doesn't matter if you feel hopelessness or not. God is still with you and God is still faithful. D E P R E S S I O N it's a hard word. Sister Flowers, it's a lie. It's a lie. But here's what happens when you do a word jumble. Drew, change it up a little bit for me. It's the same letters. It's the very same letters. It's the very, you can't, read them. Spell it. I feel something in the Holy Ghost. You can make up your mind to stay in depression and stay down if you choose. But I make up my mind. I have to do it, Sean. I've got to do it. It says I'm going to press on. Mm, there's a move of the Holy Ghost in this room right now. Come on, take your wife, take your kids, take somebody by the hand and pray for them, God. We don't, we just rebuke depression out of our home. We, come on, church, come on, come on. Visitor friend, please. God brought you here to speak to you. I pressed on. I pressed on. Come on, there's a Holy Ghost move right now. Discouraged, hopeless, don't know where to turn. You don't you do know where to turn. You know 
because you're here today. Isn't that good news? You're here. So there's hope. <laughs> A couple of weeks ago, <clears throat> I took some boys in the church to Hot Springs. There's some Hot Springs folks here. I understand. My hometown. Took them to a demolition derby. <clears throat> we got down by BB and uh, driving along, having fun with teenage boys. And all of a sudden, my car made the awfulest noise. I thought the transmission was going out. I didn't know. I have a warranty on it, so I thought, hallelujah, I'm going to get a new transmission out of the deal. But I had a blowout. <clears throat> and uh, we got the tire changed. Listen, my teenage boys would not let me touch anything. I got the best teenagers in America. Sorry, guys. Y'all are second. <laughs> we got to Little Rock. We had that donut on, and um, I didn't want to put them in harm's way, and so we stopped in Little Rock. And $240 later, We was back on good tires and headed out. The next week, Lisa comes over here to see the kids, and um, she calls me and she says, uh, we got a tire that's flat. And I said, which one? And it was not the one that was new, it was the other one. And she was upset. My boys didn't know where to turn. Come here. I don't know, remember which one of my boys said, Dad, we can call this young man right here and he'll come help. Savannah did that? Savannah, I love you. It was National Daughters Day this week, and I don't have daughters, but I got two of the meanest daughter-in-laws in the world. I didn't know what I was going to do because my wife was an hour away from me. But this young man came over and plugged that tire and fixed it and took care of my family. Why am I telling that story? You can stay depressed. You can stay upset because little things happen in life. But when you make your mind up to press on, God puts people like this in your path. Ah, do you hear me? Thank you. Thank you for what you did. He's got somebody ready to plug that hole in your tire. I'm not talking about just a physical tire, but I'm talking about the airs come out of your lungs. When I thought about that, and then they sang, you're the air in my lungs, I'm going, dear You get deflated, you're wore out, and you get depressed. But if you'll make up your mind today, today, I'm going to press on. I'm going to press on. I want to read this setting of scriptures, and I'm going to be done very quickly if somebody will come to the music. Philippians chapter 3. Philippians chapter 3. And I'm going to read two verses of Scripture, 13 and 14. I think they'll put it on the screen for you. 
brethren, I count not myself too apprehended, but this one thing I do. Everybody say, I do. Forgetting those things which are behind. You need to rip that rearview mirror off right now in the name of Jesus. Quit looking behind you. You can't fix it anyway. Forgetting those things which are behind. Brother O'Connell, that means there's some action on my part and your part. And look what it says next. Reaching for you, God. I'm pressing. Reaching forth unto those things which are before. Verse 14. I press. I got to do some action on my own. I got to make up my mind that this journey's worth pressing for. Is it? Do you want to go to heaven? Do you want to see your kids saved? Do you want to see your grandkids saved? I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Very simple, very short. But God's calling you. Just remember, the air comes out of the tire. God sends a a young man along to help you out. And when life turns you upside down and you're so depressed about it, Today's the day for everybody in this building to do a word jumble and say, I don't accept depression any longer. I pressed on. Are you, is it worth it today? That was quiet. <laughs> is it worth it? Jesus, right now, your presence is in this house. I thank you, Lord, that you met with us today. God, there's somebody here that came with their world upside down, and it feels to them that it would be easier to quit. And God, you've come to remind them that if they'll press through, there's a great and high calling in you. And I'm asking you to touch right now. Would you stand with me, please? I'm asking you to touch right now, God. Set every captive free. Lord Jesus, I know we've got to go. I know we've got things to do today. But somebody in this building needs to say to you with renewed vigorance, I press on. I press on. In the name of Jesus. We're asking you to help them do that right now for your glory in Jesus' name.